Tamsal for learning Soita Daf Koyach Daf Chavches, and we left off on Daf Chavzayin on the base in the bottom in the beginning of the Gemara. The first din of the Mishnah, or the first dinim of the Mishnah, were dinim related to the laws of Soita. The Mishnah began with the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said two dinim. First thing Rabbi Kiva said was, Kishem shahamayin boitkin oisa, just like the waters inspect her, kachamayin boitkin oisa, so do the waters inspect him. And the Gemara asks, oisoi laman, who exactly is the him that the waters inspect? The waters inspect him. If you can interpret that the waters inspect the husband, the Gemara says, how does that make sense? Bal Ovid, what did the husband do that warrants some sort of bedika? Right, the one who is under suspicion is the possible adulterer, not the husband. Says the Gemara, no, maybe the oisei goes on the husband. How? That if the husband sinned, what sin? Says Rashi in Tapara Amid that if the husband had a relation with his wife after. She had stira after she became the suffix soita. Then Vatku lay Maya, then the waters will examine him. In other words, he will have that same horrible death in punishment of him having a relation with his wife. Asks the Gemara, Ki If there was indeed a relation between the husband and his wife after she became a soita, that's a relation that is prohibited then the waters will inspect him. The waters then will not even inspect her. Nothing will happen to her. Like we learned in the Braisa, that when it says in the Pasuk, that the man is cleaned from sin, then his wife will bear the burden of her sin, meaning only when the husband is innocent, only when the husband is sin-free, only then will the waters work for his wife. But if the man is not free of sin, so then the waters do not work. And therefore, back to the question that when the Mishnah uses the words that the oisoi cannot be the husband. Because if there's taka sin on the husband, then the waters bechlal don't work. So therefore concludes the Gemara, the it means the way we spoke it out when we learned the Mishnah, that if she committed adultery with that adulterer, then not only will she die the horrible death, the adulterer will die that same death as well. Oisai goes on the boil, asks the Gemara, if that's the case, why didn't the Mishnah, why didn't the Tana speak it out the way the same Tana spoke it out in the same case? What was the second in of the Mishnah, said by Rabbi Kiva, regarding Saita, that the Mishnah uses the words boil. So why didn't the Mishnah say, just like it says, Kshem Shasura Labal Kachasura Labayol? Why didn't the Mishnah say, Kshem Shamain Boitkin Oisa Kachamain Boitkin Labayol? Answers the Gemara, no, no, that, that doesn't refute this interpretation. Our interpretation is correct. The Oisai means the Boyol. And that's exactly what happened. The one who committed adultery with her died like her. Why didn't the Mishnah use the words Bayol? Because the Mishnah is being symmetric. Right. Like always. Reisha, in the first case of the Mishnah, what was the first part of the stanza? Kishem Shamayin Boitkin. Didn't say Laisha. It says Kishem Shamayin Boitkin. Oisa. So Oisa, Oisoi. I did the Tani Oisa, Tani Oisoi. In the second end of the Mishnah, that Kishem Shasura Lebal. Ah, Lebal, Kachasura Lebal. Say that I did the Tani Lebal, Tani Nami Boyal. Simple. So just to say the following, that when we spoke out the introduction to the Masechta, and up until now we spoke it out a few times, and we'll still speak it out a few times, that this Braisa, this Din, that V'nikah Ha'ishma Oven, 
that only then that the ish has to be menukama avain. What avain does the husband have to be clean of for the waters to work? God forbid against his wife. So here Rashi says clearly. Right, the top line, the second Rashi, Bizman Ish Avain, what is the sin that the husband has to be free of? Shaloi Mishanesra Olav That if he did not have a relation with his wife after she became a Suffolk Saita, that's the husband's free of sin. And then meaning that Rambam disagrees with Rashi. Rambam in Perik Beis, Allah Ches, writes that if this husband, from his bar mitzvah, committed any time, any sexual sin, then the waters will not test his wife. Machlekes Rashi, Rambam. The challenge that the Achreinim have, beginning with the Mishnah Lamelech, both on Rashi and on the Rambam, is that there is a Mishnah towards the end of the Masechta, on Daf Mem Zayin. And the Mishnah writes, in the bottom of the Amit, let's quickly go to Daf Mem Zayin, you can look at it inside, says the Mishnah, around uh, five lines from the bottom of the Amit, that Mishrabu Hamin Afim, then when people started to act very promiscuous during the time of the end of the second Beis HaMikdash, Posku Hamayim Hamadim the Chachamim stopped people drinking these waters. People were being Maitzalaz. People were claiming the waters don't work. And the reason why it wasn't working, even though that there were times that a woman, Taka, God forbid, committed adultery when she was Bestida, was because Rabu Hamenoafim. What is the meaning of Rabu Hamenoafim? So here the, we bring a Pasik from Hoshea. And the Pasuk implies that that the waters were not working. Hashem was not checking our daughters because people, when they saw their children committing sexual crimes, the parents did not protest against it. Much more than the Rambam. In other words, according to the way it appears from this Mishnah, doesn't only mean Kasha Larashi. That when people were committing adultery, not that a man had a relation with his wife after she became a Satan, that already did not allow the waters to work. Even if the man didn't commit himself any sexual sins, if he didn't properly protest against his family members who were behaving promiscuously, that also was a reason for the waters not to work. So it's Akasha on Rashi and even on the Rambam. The Rambam doesn't go that far. The Rambam just says, that he has to be clear from his own sin. Meaning that if he never had a sexual sin, the waters would work against his wife. And that appears to go against the Mishnah. That's a problem. So the Me'idi answers that the Pasuk in Hoshea is not Bilashin of Lambdas. It's not a simon, but it's, it's not a Siba, but it's a simon. Meaning that the reason, and this can go for Dambam and even for Dashi. The reason why the waters won't work, Rambam, will only be if he himself committed the sin. The reason why the waters would not work, the cause for the waters not working against one's wife, Larashi, will be only when he had a relation with his wife after she became a Saitam. Only for that sin. We don't know whether he had a relation with his wife. We don't know whether he was promiscuous in other occasions or not. But when you're living in a society where people witness their own children, God forbid, going down this wrong path, and they themselves don't protest against it, that's a simon. Why is a man not protesting against his daughter, against his daughter-in-law, if they're not behaving properly? Because the man feels, I myself am guilty of these sort of sins, so who am I to be moicha? So it's a simon that they are guilty, but the real reason, or the only reason why the waters won't work, is l'rashi kishitasai, ularamam kishitasai. That is not fully answering Rashi because people point out from a Rashi in that sugya where Rashi implies that for any Aveda of Znus, the waters don't work. So the Keren Oira, this is important, says a big Chiddush, that when Rashi here in Dav Chavches is saying that the sin that prevents the waters from working against the, soft, the, the Soita is the sin of the man having a relation with her after she became a Stira, that doesn't exclude Rashi from holding that from any type of sin of znus, 
Sai on the man himself, like the Nambam, and even more, even if one's children are having Znus and the father is not protesting, the waters would not work. What is this Braisa speaking about? This Braisa is speaking about a case where a man has a relation with a woman, not L'Shem Znus, but L'Shem Ishus. He's with his own wife. So here you would have thought that since he's not committing an act of, so to say, of Znus, because he's having a relation with his wife, that should not be included in the Znus sins that disallow the waters to work. So this Braisa is telling you that even though he has a relation with Shem Ishus, if he has it with his wife after she became a Saita, that's also considered a sin that won't allow the waters to work. However, other sins, L'shem Ishus, so if a Kayin is married to a Gerusha, for example, according to Rashi, the waters will work as long as he didn't have a relation with her after she became a Saita. I, he was not allowed to be with his wife, he's a Kayin, she's a Gerusha, that's not a sin of Znus. The Torah is prohibiting them to, to, to be married together. But we don't call that Znus. That is what Rashi is excluding. The only time that an Ishus relation will be considered a sin that doesn't allow the waters to work is a man with his wife after she became a Saita. But Rashi and the Rambam will hold that, that's what the Karen Oida says, that any type of promiscuous behavior, even in one's family, and the person doesn't properly protest against it, that type of oven will disallow the waters to work, which is, tie, which is why the Mishnah says later, end of Zman Bayesheni, they stopped, they didn't allow people to drink the waters. People were saying the waters are not working. There were Maitzilahs in the waters and it wasn't working because there was a lot of Znus going on then. Let's go back over here. Iboyelohu, one of the big, the big Achrayim over here. Iboyelohu, so now we have, we had in our Mishnah, we spoke out this question in the Mishnah. The Mishnah began with Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva said two dinim. When we learned the second din of Rabbi Kiva, right, Nitma of a Nitma, we spoke it out as we spoke it out from above. But when the Mishnah began with the first din, that Kishem Shamayin Boitken Oiso, Kachamayin Boitken Oisoi, Shenemar Ubo Ubo, Rashi spoke out that we had this question that we have in the Gemara. So Iboi they asked in the Yeshiva, um, they're following inquiry. Bo'u, ubo'u, ka'amar, is Rabbi Kiva learning the din, that the mind is boit, can the, the, the boil from the extra vav, the Torah could have written bo'u, and the Torah wrote ubo'u, so Rabbi Kiva is doidish devavin, or perhaps it's not about the extra vav, it's simply by the repetition of the word itself. Oi, ubo'u, ubo'u, ka'amar, says the Gemara Toshima, I will clarify the meaning of the Mishnah from the very next clause. It says in the Mishnah, in the second in, Kshem Shasur Labal, Kachasur Laboyal, Shenemar, this is all Rabbi Kiva, Shenemar Nitma'ah, Vinitma'ah. Now here, when the Mishnah quoted Nitma'ah the first time, it quoted the word Nitma'ah without a vav. Then the Mishnah says, Vinitma'ah. So it appears to be that in the limud of Nitma'ah, the limud is from the vav. So just like nitma v'nitma is a din that Rabbi Kiva learns from the extra vav, so bo'u u'bo'u, even though he quoted the vav both times in the Mishnah, what he meant was from the extra vav. Challenges the Gemara. How do you know that's the meaning of nitma v'nitma? Adayin tiboya, I can still ask you, how do you know that when Rabbi Kiva said nitma v'nitma, his limud was from the extra vav, maybe, look, look inside the Bach, is it taka nitma v'nitma? Is it from the extra vav? Or oi im nitma v'nitma? And as we'll see in a moment, the Torah in the parsha of Saitam, by Midmar Perikei, and we're going to speak out the psukim in a moment, the Torah actually says the words v'nitma three times. One time it's written, actually two times it's written without a vav. One time it says im nitma. Another time it just says nitma. Only in Pasuk Chavtes, we'll read the Pesukim in a moment, does it say, Vin Nitma. Maybe Rabbi Kiva meant, even by the second din in the Mishnah, it's from the repetition of the word. One time it says, Nitma. That's the way the Torah worded it. In another Pasuk it says, Vin Nitma. Maybe there it's also from the repetition of the word. So the Gemara says, no, that's not correct. Tashema, come in here. Because what came after Rabbi Kiva? Said the Mishnah that, 
Those are, Rabbi Yeshua said, that kacha yudoyrish lechayye ben akatsov. But Rebbe, oimen, we're back in the Gemara here, shnei po'amim ho'amurim ba'parsha v'nitma v'nitma, echad ha'balva echad ha'boyol. Rebbe was the one that said it's from the repetition. And Rebbe is not adding anything if that is what Rabbi Kiva meant. So it must be, mechlau, that Rabbi Kiva learned the second din of the Mishnah, k'shem shasur ha'labal, kacha sur ha'laboyol, from the vavin kudarish. And therefore, just like Rabbi Kiva learned it from the Vavin in the second din, likewise in the first din, when it says Ubo, Ubo in the Mishnah, it's not Rabbi Kiva, a limut from the repetition, but yes, it's a limut from the extra Vav. And Rabbi Kiva learned dinim from extra letters even above letter in the Torah. And Oi Bazoi says the Braisa, says the Gemara over here, let us put everything together. Now to better appreciate this sugya, both here and in the next one, let's open up Chumashim. Even though you can learn it without a Chumash if you're listening to it, but Pashad looking inside will make this Gemara very easy. So we're going again into Bamidbar Pedikei, which is the whole Pedik of the Parsha Soita. And starting... Right, the parsha starts in pasuk Yud Aleph. By Dabar Hashem Al Moshelemer Yud Beis Dabar Al Bnei Yisrael Ish Ish Kisiste Ishtoi etc. And now we're going to see Hilkach LeRabakiva Shita Kroik Sivi. Now that Rabakiva learns something even from an extra vav, and in the parsha Soita the word Ubo was written three times, but every time the word Ubo was written, it's written Ubo. It's written with a vav. So not only do you have three words that need to be expounded, you have six limudim that need to be learned. Three bo'us and three vavs of ubo. Where do we have the three psukim? So let's go. So we have over here, let's look in Pasuk Chav Beis. In Pasuk Chav Beis, right, is, is the conclusion of the shvua that the kain is adjourning or imposing on this woman, and he's telling her, see the beginning of Pasuk Chavbeis, and these waters that cause curse will come into, into your stomach, and they will make your stomach expound, and ultimately internally explode, and it's going to make your thighs, your legs collapse. Then you have this same words in Pasuk Chavdalid, not the words that the Kain is telling the woman, but Pasuk Chavdalid is her Actual drinking, right? She's going to drink it. And the waters that cause her curse will become bitter for her if she's guilty. That's Pasuk Chav Dalit. And then you have a third time in Pasuk Chav Zayin. What does it say in Pasuk Chav Zayin? In other words, here the Torah is recording the aftermath of the drinking. That then now that the water drank the waters, Vahisa Nitma, if she became defiled, the Timul Mal, Ba'ishan, she made, she, 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 she rebelled against her husband by committing adultery, then what's going to happen in retrospect? That the waters that cause curse will be for her bitter, and her stomach will indeed expand, and her legs will collapse, and Vahisa Ha'isha Allah, the Ket of Amor. That's Pasik Chavzain. So we have Chavdalid. I'm sorry, we have Chavbeis, Chavdalit, Chavzain. Simple. Says the Gemara. Chad, it's amazing how we're going out of the order. Chad in the Gemara refers to the second time it's mentioned. The second Pasik, which is in Pasik Chavdalit, the Torah writes, Uba'u, and Lerabakiv, it's two, because the Vav is also used. Chad litzava adida, v'chad litzava adidei. The Pasik is telling us that God Almighty is commanding the waters to do what they're doing. Don't forget, all of this is a real miracle. Waters don't have a power, even if you put in it some type of bitter agent to make a person die that way, and to make the waters kill the adulterer. Didn't even touch those waters. So, so Chavdalid is Hashem telling the waters to work. Chad, Chad means Pasuk Chavzayin, the last time is la'asiya dida v'chad la'asiya didei. The Torah recording the waters actually working. So it's Hashem commanding the waters to work. Chavzayin is the Pasuk telling you that the waters work. And chad, what's Pasuk Chavbeis? This is interesting. And we did have this together before in Daftes. Li'idiyah dida 
the chad liyidiyah diday. What's liyidiyah? We learned the whole sugya of midah keneged midah. And being that when a person sins with adultery, the first physical part of the body, so to say, that commits the sin is the legs, is the yareich, v'lashenekiyah, And later, the, the adulterer lays on the adulteress, so the stomachs um, benefit from each other. So the order of the sin was first the yareich and then the beten. But since when she drank the waters, the waters physically enter her stomach first, so de facto, what part of her body got sick first, her stomach and then her thighs, and because in Pasik, Chav, Aleph, right? There the order Taka was, first the Torah wrote the words, the Pasik before Chav Beis, and then the Torah wrote the words, First they mentioned the thighs, then they mentioned the stomach. That was the concept of Midah Keneged Midah. But now the trader repeats in Chav Be'ezu, Bo Hamayim Ama'arim, that's Liyadiyah. That's to notify the woman and to notify the adulterer that actually what will happen if you're guilty is not that your thighs will collapse first, your stomach will get sick first. First the stomach will expand and then the thighs will collapse. And the reason why it's that way, because that's the way the water enters the body. It comes first into the stomach, and then it works its way down, so to say. But don't think that the words of the Kain and Pasik Chafalev are not happening. That's exactly what's happening. This is what we're telling you. That you're being punished for the sin of the Yorech, and then for the Betin. But in actuality, first the Betin, then the Yorech. And one for him, and one for her. Gavaldik. Now, Virebi. Rebbe doesn't learn anything from the extra vaven. Now, the Torah writes the words ubo'u three times. So those three times teaches you, same thing. The second time is Hashem commanding the waters. Is the Torah is recording that the waters worked. It's the aftermath of the drinking. And v'chad and pasik chav beiz is for the concept of yediyah. You have to notify that actually first the beten and then the yorech. So now the question is, Bishleim in the second din of the Mishnah, the din of Kishem Sha'asurul Abal Kachasurul Aboyal. Rabbi Kiva learned it from the Vavin. When Rebbe told Rabbi Kiva, we don't learn anything from Vavin, I know it from the Venitma. A Venitma, it's re- repeated. So Rebbe afforded one of the extra words, Venitma, for the din, Kishem Sha'asurul Abal Kachasurul Aboyal. But in the Reish of the Mishnah, which is all Divri Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva learned. Kshem Shamayim Boitken Oisa, Kach Oisa, from the Vav, Rebbe, who's not Doirish Vavin, so the Rebbe Kshem Shamayim Boitken Oisa, Kach Boitken Oisa, Minale. And you can't say from the repetition of Ubo Ubo, because we just explained why every Ubo is needed. Answers the Gemarim, that in Pasik Chav Beis itself, there is some unusual way that the Torah is writing. Nafkalei mid Tanya, as we learned in Abraisa, now we're going back to Pasuk Chav Beis. Latz boiz beten, velanan pil yoreich. And the Torah in Pasuk Chav Aleph uses these words, belash and nekeva, in the feminine expression, right? Yereichich nefeles, bitneich tzava, because we are primarily speaking about the potential soita, the, adulter- the adulteress. What's the whole din of the Mishnah? Torah Shavalpeh. Kshem Shamayim Boitkin Oisah. Kach Boitkin Oisoi. The reason why in Pasuk Chav Beis the expression is neutral. By the way, the expression is not Belash and Zacher. It doesn't say Bitnoi. But it doesn't say Bitna. It's a neutral expression. It's generic expression. Why is that back in the Gemara? Ah, let's boys betlam fi yarech. That neutral expression includes also a man. That's how Rabbi learns it. Gavaldik. Says the Braisa Atoimit Bitna Virechal Boyal. Maybe it's Bitna Virechal Novelas. Just because it's neutral does it mean him? So the Gemara, the, 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 the Braisa says, this is how you learn Torah Shabakhsav. If the Torah only would have used consistently a neutral, a generic expression, then you can't prove either way. But the contrast is what calls our attention. That when it says, and he goes now to Pasuk Chav Zayin. He's quoting from the words. I'm saying Chav Zayin because here the order is also stomach first and legs later. So later in Chav Zayin, it's written, 
I don't know why the Brisa doesn't quote Chafalif. But now contrast that had a bitna v'yerecha shenavelis omer. The trader already says that her stomach, her thighs will collapse. Umani mekayim lats boys betlan piyarech bitna v'yerecha shal boil. Comes to include his. Now this is such a good point. Kasha is now on Abakiva. In other words, Abakiva had six lemudim. One of them was used just like for her, for him. Ve'idach. Why couldn't Rabakiva learn it from the neutral expression in Pasik Chavbeis? Lats boys beten, not lats boys bitna. Says the Gemara, Ahu mimoy ahu, the moy de lakayin de beten bereshe vahadur yorech. Rabakiva insists what we learned before the word yidiyah. That the Pasik Chavbeis is here to teach you that the kayin notified her, even though in Chafalif I spoke about one order. In actuality, it's going to go on the seder of beten, then yorech. Shaloi lo hitzilaz, like we learned this, we learned in Daftes, al hamayim hamorim, not to cast aspersions on the effectiveness of the waters. Imagine how people can be moitzilaz. It means even though a woman would die, people would still say, ah, but it wasn't what Hashem said. Okay. Ay v'idach, Rabbi. Rabbi says, you're right. Pasek chavbeiz is also used for yidiyah. But why did the Torah say it in a generic term? Imkain lichtiv kra, bitna first, yerecha second, but speak Belashen, nekeva. My beten v'yarech. Beten v'yarech is generic, which means it includes him and her. But one second, we already know that she, we already know that it affects her. So why was there a need to Bechlal speak it out, to include him. It comes to include the man, that the man dies. I asks the Gemara, according to Rebbe, maybe the whole Pasuk Chavbez is only coming here to include the Boyo. How do you know that there is, an, there is a din, that the Kayin has to be Moidia, her, that, you know, it's going to actually, if you're guilty, it's going to happen in the opposite order as in Chafalev, but that's what God said. How do you, maybe the whole Pasuk Chavbez is just to include Kshem Shamayim Boitkin Oisa, Kachamayim Boitkin Oisa. So if that's the case, the reverse, the Torah should have only spoken out in Lashon Zachar. If the whole Pasuk is just to include him, Why did the Torah leave a generic Betin V'yarech? Which also includes her. What are we adding to her? We're adding to her the idea of the Seder. Okay, so now we have clarity in the Mishnah. And then the Mishnah said, However, Rebbe, now we're going on to the second din in Seder from the Mishnah. The din is that just like when a woman, for sure, is Mizana, she's not allowed to be with her husband and not allowed to be with that adulterer. This Seder who from when she becomes a halachic soita, she cannot be with her husband. She will only be allowed to be with him after she drinks the waters, if she lives. If, let's say, the husband dies right now, she becomes an almana. She cannot drink the waters because it says, the man is not living. So, now, however, since she died in a state where she was asura labal, she'll never be allowed to marry the boyal, even though we don't know for sure that the boil committed adultery. There's only a suffix over here. Where do we learn it from? So again, let Abakiva from the Vav, and according to Rebbe, from the repetition of Nitma on Nitma Shnei This is the way the din is recorded in our Mishnah. Once in our Mishnah, it chaps that Rabakiva learns it from a Vav. Now the Gemara is going to bring a Brisa, and this Brisa, again, the din is not going to be challenged, but here we have another version of what Rabakiva said, and this Brisa is going to be Gavaldic. Oh, Ton there are three times that it says in the parsha the words nitma. Now again, if we have chumashim, let's go into Bamidbar, Perikei, and we're going to go the first time to the beginning of the parsha and Pasek Yudalit. Here also, the Braisa is not going to go in the Seder. But let's read it first in the Seder. In Pasek Yudalit, it says, that a, a, a spirit, Tara, Tuma, of jealousy is going to go over the husband. Vikine Yesishtein, he's going to warn his wife. And in Pasik Chavdala, the reading is Bechal difficult. The Pasik says, Vihi Nitma'a, that she is guilty. We are, we're not counting Nitma here twice. 
let's go to the end. The way we mean the Pasuk is, is that he warned his wife and he doesn't know whether she's guilty or not. That's the classical soita. So here, the way the trader uses the words guilty of committing adultery, the word used is tame. So this is the first time that we have the words nitma are used in the parsha of soita. The next time is going to be in Pasuk Chav Zayin. It says in Pasuk Chav Zayin, that v'hishkos hamayim, Right, we just learned this passage from the Ubo, that she's going to drink the waters. And im The trader could have written, im ma'al But we add, no, it's the act of adultery is called defilement, and it's called, she rebelled against her husband. But the trader says the words, im im nitma in Pasuk Chav Zayin, and then we have at the end in Pasuk Chav Tez, Zoyis, Toyres HaKenois, Asher Tista Isha, Tachas Isha, So the words Vinitma are written in Yudalit, Chav Zayin, Chav Tez. Let's go back in the Gemara, in the Brais. So, Tond Rabban, and Sholosh Pravam, Amorim, Baparsha, and the words Im Nitma are written in Pasuk Chav Zayin. Look at the Seder. Nitma without a vav is written in Pasuk Yudalit. And the third time in Pasuk Chav Tez, Says here, Rabbi Kiva, Lama, Echad Labal, the moment she becomes halachically into a Saita, meaning there's a suspicion, there's a doubt whether she committed adultery. She's not allowed to be with her husband, right? The Echad Laboil, from then on, she cannot be with that adulterer like we explained. She can't be with him, she's a married woman. That if her husband dies, or if the husband divorces her without her drinking the water, she can never be with the boil. And the echad letruma, that if Rashi says double, even if she's a bas kayin, and her husband is a kayin, and she's shouting, I'm innocent, I will drink the waters, until she drinks the waters, she cannot eat truma. And vaitan, if the husband died before she drank the waters, since she cannot drink the waters anymore because you need the heavy ha'isha sishtai, then she'll never be allowed to eat truma. That's the din, divrei Rabbi Akiva. It just lahired that in our Mishnah, the asur labar asur laboil is from the vav. But here it's from the extra words, vinitma. Now look at this b'raisa. You have to love this. Omar Rabbi Yishmael tells Rabbi Yishmael to Rabbi Akiva, why did you just say now we're, we're going to see that Rabbi Yishmael is b'chlal not addressing what Rabbi Kiva said. Rabbi Kiva said, Echad l'bal, echad l'boil, echad l'truma. Now Rabbi Yishmael is going to be addressing a whole other din, which is, if the husband dies, and she's a almana before she drank the waters, can she marry a kayin? And the din will be, that's all that's missing. Not. And Rabbi Kiva knows it from something, from somewhere, from a psapasik. And Rabbi Shmuel tells Rabbi Kiva, why do I need a pasik to tell me that this woman can no longer marry a kayan? Now, one second, Chavra. If, if, if a kayan can marry an almana, if, if she became a saita and she drank the waters and she lived, and then the husband dies, she can, she can marry a kayan. We're speaking about a case where in the state of a suffix saita, if then she becomes a widow, she cannot marry a kayan. Why do I need to know it from the way you know it? We don't know how Rabbi Kiva knows it. I have a Kabul Chaymer. What's my Kabul Chaymer? Says Rabbi Yishmael, Uma Gerusha. A woman that's a Gerusha. If she is a Bas Kayin, if while she was married to her husband, she had no children from him. So a Bas Kayin, Kisiya Le'ishzar, right? So then she returns Shava Shava Beisavia. If she has no Zera, she has no descendants which means that she can go back to eating truma. But being that she's a gerusha, she can never marry a kayan. So if we find a scenario where a woman whose muteris latruma still is a surulikuhuna, zu, this saita, like we learned from Rabbi Kiva, one word, venitma, is to teach you that she cannot eat truma. So if she cannot eat truma, for sure, she cannot marry a kayan. Zush, a truma, and a dish Great. Great, but not great. The Gemara is going to ask, Mr. Shem will get there today, what are you talking about? Rabbi Kiva never denied that. What are you challenging Rabbi Kiva? What did Rabbi Kiva speak about? Rabbi Kiva was speaking about truma. He never mentioned kahuna for you to ask him, for you to say that I don't need what you learned, I already have a kalvachaymer. 
We'll get back to that soon. But let's continue with the Brais. Continues the Braisa. Ma Talmud Loimer, Vihi Nitma, Vihi Loi Nitma. The Braisa is asking Pashit Pshat and Pasik Yudalit. In the beginning of the Parsha Saito, the Pasik says again that if you touch the Pasik literally, if you know through Adim that she became Tomei, she's not a she's not a Saita. She's a woman that committed adultery. With Adim, capital punishment. With one aid, Raglayim Lodover, at least she's Mukhuif to get a get. Or if you know Vikine Yasishta and you know Vihiloy Nitma, if we know already that she didn't commit adultery, again she's not a Saita. Says the Gemara, Vihi Nitma, Vihiloy Nitma, Im Nitma. If you know she became Tamay, that's the meaning, then why would she drink? She has to be killed. If you know that she did not become Tomei, then why, was, why is he taking her to the base of Migdash? The whole purpose of drinking of the waters is to clarify. If you already know what's there to clarify. Meaning, the Pasik Yudalid means that a man was Mekana, his wife, she had Stira, and he doesn't know whether Nitma, Imloy Nitma, he doesn't know. And why did the Pasik have to say that? It's obvious. That's the whole story. It's to tell you what din that maglocha kosev shahasafik asuram that until when she drinks the waters, even though there's only a doubt whether she committed adultery or not, if a woman commits adultery while married, then the husband is not allowed to be with her. Now we know, but now that there's a safik, the pasuk is telling you that even a safik is aser. Ask Stoisvis. Why do we need to have a Pasik to teach you that a Suffolk de'oiraisa is usher? There's a rule. Suffolk de'oiraisa, you have to go to Chumrah. And Lohair, that we, it's good to let's hazard this, that there's a very important machlekes rishonim as to what's the taich of Suffolk de'oiraisa lechumrah. The two main rishonim will be the Rambam and the Rajba. Rambam holds Suffolk de'oiraisa, mi de'oiraisa is lekula. It was only the Chachamim that said that when you have a Suffolk Doraisa, you have to be Machmer. So, Harambam, Toysus' question is not a question. Here, there's a Pasuk to tell you that a Suffolk Soita, Midoiraisa, Luchumra. But according to the Rajba and according to the Toysus who's asking the question, if we already have this rule that Suffolk Doraisa, Luchumra, what's the whole Pasuk Yudalit? To tell you that a Suffolk Asura, of course, it's a Suffolk Doraisa. If she committed adultery, then she's Asura Labayla. And the husband doesn't know. So he doesn't know whether she's innocent or guilty. He is not allowed to be with her. Answers to Jesus very importantly. Second to Jesus, That there has a kind. Let's give you a typical case of a Suffolk Deir Raisa. A person has a piece of meat in front of them. They don't know whether it's Chalev or Shuman. They don't know whether it's simple. It's kosher or not kosher. And the person ate it. Now, if the, if the meat was, God forbid, not kosher. We speak about not kosher, meat Deir Raisa. So the person did something that he should, have, should not have done. Suffolk der Raisa, you should have been machmer. But what's going to happen if really the meat is kosher? He didn't sin. Now, again, Taisva says that the fact that he did not know that it's really kosher, he needs atonement for that. That we learn from the whole parsha of a nether, that if a woman makes a nether, and unbeknownst to her, her husband is mefir the nether, she doesn't know that, and she thinks she broke the vow. She needs slicha, but it's not as serious as she didn't violate a sin. Over here, the chiddush of the spasik is, is that it's not only because there's, you don't know whether she committed adultery, you, to be cautious, don't have a relation with her. Here, there is, the trade is telling you on Pasuk Yudalit, since you don't know, you are not allowed to be with her. She is now inherently... Asura. And if the man had a relation, Taisvis says over here, that being that it's a lava, but Michlala say there won't be Malkis. There's another Taisvis that the Mercedes Ashas brings to in Yuvamis and Dafyud Aleph, where Taisvis says that she will even get Malkis for that. Oh, it's that's, this is, this is a, a unique din that this suffix becomes inherently Asur. Gewaldic. Now continues the Braisa, Mikan Atadon Lesheritz. Now that we established that when there's even a doubt, we don't know what happened. She is Asura Labayla. From here we're going to learn that whenever there is a Sheretz, so as we spoke about yesterday, there are eight type of dead creatures, uh, eight type of creepers, that when they die, one of them, let's say, is a rat. 
then they give off Tumah, what were to happen if a person is carrying a rat in one hand and on the other hand the person is carrying food and the person doesn't know if the Sheretz touched the food. There's a suffix, Tumah Sheretz, what's going to be the Din, Mikanat Adon Sheretz, that in certain cases the food will become Tameh Mi Suffolk. We're learning it out from Saita. What's the limit from Saita? Let's speak this out. If a woman, a woman who commits adultery cannot be with her husband. Now what's going to be the case where a woman commits adultery unintentionally? What would that mean? It gives Rashi the example, that if a woman is living in a house and it's dark and her husband is there, but there's also another man, and she was with that other man thinking that it was her husband. Interestingly, even if that man knew it's not his wife, but she who committed adultery, unintentionally, that's called a shoigig of Metzias, she didn't know. It's not that she knew it's someone else, but she didn't know the din. That's not called a shoigig. Know the din. She didn't know it's her husband. She's Muteres Labayla. So by a soita where we don't make a shoigig like a mezit, she will be mutetis labayla. We don't make oynas. Oynas is, God forbid, if a woman is uh, raped, it's unwillingly, it's against her will. If she's not married to a kayin, she's mutetis labayla. So we see that in dinim of adultery, we're not that machmer. Shoigig is not like mezid. Oynas is not like rotsin. Nevertheless, what's this whole pasik? That if the man has a doubt if she committed adultery or not, pasik yudalud is telling you a din. That a suffix soit is asr midoy raisa, kavadai, sheretz, by dinam tumah. If a sheretz touched food unintentionally or unwillingly, doesn't make a difference. When something tummy had contact with something tahar, in the scenarios where the tumah was of a high level and that which it touched could be a recipient for tumah, it becomes tummy. There, there's no difference. Shoigig is kemezid, oinus is karatsin, right? Unintentional, unwilling, doesn't make a difference. I didn't want it to become tummy. Tough luck, it touched. So, avada einadin, sheyaseb asafik, turning to the Avchav Chesem Abeis, kivadai. So, you have a gavaldika kalvachomer on which toisvis and toisvishans and all the rishonim say one second. That's a kalvachomer. That makes absolutely no sense. You know why? By a the trader made a sofik kivadai, raglayim ladaver. Let's not forget the case. A man is telling his wife, I don't want you to be with that woman. And she was alone with him. But to begin with, it's a problem. On top of a warning, maybe only there is suffix kivadai, to which the Rishayim say, Eina Hanami. You have to know how to learn Braises. Even though the Braises used the words kalvachaymer, they said it's a gilui milsa ba'alma. These are the words of Teish Vishans. Really, it's a halacha lamayshim isinai. There's a halacha lamayshim isinai that in certain cases, by suffix tumah will be machmer. Machmer meaning that halacha declares it tummy, like we explained the Tosfos on the Saita. Not that we don't know, it becomes tummy. And now that we know the din is from Saita, so now we are just to remember the dinam halacha l'meishemisinai. We're comparing the shadows to a Saita. And continues the Braisa, These are very important words. Now that we have this gilui milsel ba'alma. But Hashem told us a halacha that we should learn from Saita. Since we are comparing it to Saita, when will the Sheretz give off Tumah, even the Safek? Only if the scenario is like the scenario of a Saita. You learn it from Saita, it has to be like Saita. This is Taita Shabalpeh. Ma Saita Hayachid. The whole mitzvah of a Saita is because she was Bistira. She was secluded with another man. The definition of secluded means no one else was there. It was only two people. Right? We had this in Nazar Dafnun Zayin. The words of Rishus Hayachid here does not mean what it means in the Hilcha Shabbos. Rishus Hayachid means alone, two people. That just like the whole din of Saitas only when they were alone, Afsheretz, when will the din be? That if you have a doubt, if a dead Sheretz from the Shemayin Shiratsim touched food, you don't know if it touched it or not, when will you be Machmer? And you will pass in that that food is. Tomei, misafek, inherently Tomei, that's only if that doubt came up when no one else was there. Like an example we spoke out. I'm walking with the Sheretz in one hand, with food in another hand. I'm walking, no one else is, is there by myself. And all of a sudden, my chap, you know, I was thinking about another subject. I don't remember if they ended up touching each other. Only then. In other words, if that happened with the Shusarabim, 
even if no one witnessed what happened, there's no one whom to ask. But if it happened in a, in a, in a place where there are three people or more, that's what we learned in Nazir, that's the Rishus Rabbim of a, of a, of a Saita, then it will not be Tommy. If I cared, Suffolk Tumah B'Rishus Rabbim, Sveikoi Tahar. Another din, din number two. Just like the case of a site is there is another human being with intelligence to whom you can ask, no, it's, what's the doubt whether she and he had a relation? Now, we don't trust them. But you have whom to ask. Likewise, when are we machmer by the Sherets B'rishu Sayochid, Afsheretz, only it's only going to be in the case that we spoke out. I am an adult a man or a female adult that have das, they were the ones carrying the sherets and the food, and they don't remember what happened. They don't remember. They don't know the answer. Or they know the answer, but you, for halachically you can't trust them. But you have whom to ask. But if there's going to be a minor carrying food and a sherets, or if on the back of an animal there is a sherets and food, and we don't know what happened, but there's no one to ask, even it's going to be tahar, gavaldik. And mikanamru, and these are the rules. These are really rules that the Shainim say, Hashem, in His kindness, told us a simon, compare it to a saita, learn it from a saita, in order for us to remember all of these details. And you need both of these conditions only then. But if it happened, and more than that, even if if the question whether the sheretz, the dead sheretz, and the food touched happened when there was no one there that has halachic das, you have no one whom to ask. Good. We're going to get back to these dinim. So these are good. Now. What has to be clarified is, as we spoke out, is that Rabbi Kiva spoke out the three psukim, right? And he said that Asura Labal, Asura Laboyal, Asura Betruma, that's all Rabbi Kiva said. Said Rabbi Shmuel to Rabbi Kiva, ah, I don't need a Pasik, I have a Kalvachimer that she's Asura Lakoyin. Ask the Gemara of Rabbi Shmuel, what's the meaning of Rabbi Shmuel? That Omar, Rabbi Kiva, Truma, Rabbi Kiva only added. Aside of the Baal and the Boil, he only added from the third Venitma, he added Truma. And Abishmal is commenting to Rabbi Kiva, why do you need a Pasik when you have a Kalvachimer? Rabbi Kiva never spoke about Kohuna. Now it must be, it must be, that Rabbi Kiva, even though it's not written in the Braisa, that's the way they wrote the Braises, to keep us on our toes, Rabbi Kiva is made to the Din. Rabbi Kiva must hold of that Din. Because Rabbi Ishmael is just challenging, that's what we understand from the words of Rabbi Ishmael, he's challenging Rabbi Kiva, why did you use, let's say, a Pasik for Kohuna when I have a Kalvo Chaymer? Lama Likra, Svari, I have a Kalvo Chaymer. No, 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 it's two separate dinim. Let's go back. If a woman is a Baskain and she has no children with her husband, and unfortunately she became a Saita, she became a Saita, and the husband died before she could drink the waters. Can she eat truma? The din normally is that if a woman is married to a non-coin, but if she dies without having any children, that's Veshavel Beis Avia. The din is she, she, so Rabbi Kiva spoke about she can never eat truma. That's it. She's a soita. She cannot even, she can never clarify her status. She can't eat truma. Or, stama, normal case. She's a bas coin. She married a coin. Or even a bas Yisrael that married a coin. In marriage, king and kaspoi, right? We learned that. She is allowed to eat truma. If she becomes a Saita, until she drinks the water, she has a surah betruma. That's what Rabbi Kiva spoke about. He never spoke about kuhuna. So now, v'sul Rabbi Kiva kuhuna min alei. In other words, it, from the Lushan of Rabbi Shmuel, it appears he's not challenging the din of Rabbi Kiva. He's challenging the need of the limud. If Rabbi Kiva himself learned it from the Kalvo Chaymer, then they're not disagreeing. Then he wouldn't challenge Rabbi Kiva. It must be Rabbi Kiva has the same din. He learns it from something else. And Rabbi Shmuel tells them, why do you need that when you have a Kalvo Chaymer? So clarify, And if you're going to say, I'll tell you where Rabbi Kiva knows it from. Turning to Dav Chav and look at this logic. By the fact that we just learned that from when the woman is suspected of, and she is a halachic 
Saita. Or let's use the word, she becomes a suffix Saita. She's not allowed to be with her husband until she drinks the waters. Let us interpret that halacha. You know why not? Because if she committed adultery, she can't be with her husband. The Torah is saying that since there is a doubt, suffix, and on top of that, raglayim ludover, we will look at it as if she committed adultery. So if that's the case, if that's the way you learn it, so lochera, that's a gavaldik asfara. A zayna, a kain cannot marry a zayna. The definition of a zayna is a woman who ever, even once, had a relation with someone who, who she cannot have a relation with, including if she's married, having a relation with any other man will render her into a zayna. Now, we don't know whether she committed adultery, but maybe Rabbi Kiva knows she's a surah pashit because the Torah is making a suffix zayna kezayna. She can't eat it because she's, a, because she's considered halachically like a zayna. Says the Gemara, that cannot be the reason. Because if that, would, if that would be the reason of Rabbi Kiva, we do not need a Pasuk that she's a surah truma. Because a zayna also cannot have truma. So why did Rabbi Kiva need a Pasuk v'nitma'a, one of the v'nitma'as to tell you she can't eat truma? She can't eat truma. Suffolk zayna ke zayna. Truma nami loiti ba'ikra, shanei yasaba suffolk zayna ke zayna. Elama, what must it be? That don't confuse truma kuhuna with the din that she cannot be with her husband. When it comes for her being with her husband, those dinim are of capital punishment. They're a lot more chamur. If she committed adultery, when it comes to issues, questions, was she faithful, was she unfaithful, there the Torah says, because of Raglaim Ladovar, that once there is a doubt whether she committed adultery, she is a surah labal. But not because she has a din of a zoyna. Maybe the dinim of Truma and Kohona don't go on the same track. And they take a don't Kiva, he has a pasuk for Truma. So the question is, okay, Rabbi Kiva didn't speak out Kahuna and Debraisa. Where does Rabbi Kiva learn that she is Asura Kahuna? On which Rabbi Shmuel tells Rabbi Kiva, not like you, like me, from a Kalvachimer. Says the Gemara, Gavaldik. What are we learning the whole time? What was today's whole daf? That Rabbi Kiva is Deirish Vavin. That that's how we began with. That even in the Reish of the Mishnah, Ubo, Ubo, which was said by Rabbi Kiva, it's not from the repetition. There's Rabbi Kiva's Deirish Vavin. Ah, so according to Rabbi Kiva, you don't have three times v'nitma'ah. In Pasuk Chavtes, the Torah says the words v'nitma'ah. So according to Rabbi Kiva, you have four. You have nitma, 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 v'nitma'ah. Nitma, nitma, v'nitma'ah, which means you break down, you break down the third v'nitma'ah into two lemudim. El Rabbi Kiva arboi kroiksivi. Chad l'bal, chad l'boil, v'aldik. V'chad l'kohuna, because he has an extra one. V'chad l'truma. He learns it from, because there's an extra vav. Now, Rabbi Shmuel and the other Tanoim were not doirish vavin. So they only have three. And Eina Hanami, they use the three. Chad labal, chad laboil, chad latruma. Question is, how does the other Tanoim, how do they know that she's a surah lekohuna? For that they have a kalvo chaymer. For Rabbi Shmuel, tlasa kreik sivi. Chad labal, chad laboil, chad latruma. Vekohuna. I don't need, I don't need an extra letter. I don't learn from an extra letter. I don't need an extra letter. Why not? Because I have it from the Kalvo Chaymer. Gurusha. Muteres betruma. Asura lekohona. This woman that we already know from one Pasig that she's Asura letruma. Avada. Gavaldik. She's Asura lekohona. Emir Tzashem to be continued.